Mankind knew that they could not change society. <laughs> so instead of reflecting on themselves, <laughs> they, uh, they started a podcast. They turned it to Charge Motion <laughs> with me, Saximus. And my name is Glue. I couldn't even get through the first part of that without cracking up. In case you, Normally I'd ask you what you've been playing this week, but in case you couldn't tell, we've been playing a whole lot of Guilty Gear Strong. Lots of Guilty Gear. So uh, as someone who played the beta, you, um, are, are there any major differences that you can tell from the beta to the full release, which was about a week and a day ago as of this recording? Um, so, I mean, I've talked about like some differences between beta 1 and beta 2. Mm-hmm. Um I think there were less differences between beta 2 and launch. That makes sense. Um, but, you know, definitely, like, if you played the first beta, you'll notice some big differences. Like, uh, airspeed got generally nerfed, I think. Like, mm-hmm. air dashes are slower across the board. Um, there, like, the speed of your air dash changes depending on, you know, your character, which I think it's always been that way. Mm-hmm. But, like, Milia has a faster air dash than Potemkin, right? Like, that's... Yeah, that's gonna happen. That's gonna happen. Um, does he even have an air dash? Actually, I, yeah, I, I think don't think Potemkin he does. doesn't have an air dash, but Milia has a faster air dash than Soul. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's let's go with that. Um, there's some there were some balance changes, like you know, um, Leo lost some combo opportunities off of his run through. Um, Soul can't combo off of Wild Throw anymore, at least not the same way that he could before. Mm-hmm. He doesn't get the ground bounce anymore. Um, but other than that, like it's pretty much. Beta 2, at least as far as I could tell, was a pretty complete experience to what the game is at launch. Yeah, so I've been playing it too, and as someone who did not play any of the betas, because I don't own a PS4, and as someone who has played a bit of Rev 2 and a bit of Plus R, and that's it, so I don't have a huge frame of reference, uh, I really like Strive. Oh man, it's so much fun. I'm having so much fun with it, man. And I know that there are, you know, long-time Guilty Gear players that are really disappointed with it for a variety of reasons, which is totally understandable. Um, but I, I think, like, if you're, if you're new at fighting games looking to get into it, if you have the cash to drop, definitely try and go to your Oh, absolutely. Um, there's a couple very, very minor gripes that I have with the game that are minor in the scheme of things. Number one is I couldn't find any sample combos. <laughs> yeah. So, like, the game, it just felt weird to me, because the game put so much effort into the uh, the mission tutorial, and, like, it did so much to try and get you, to give you information. Like, this game teaches you about, like, defensive option selects, and, mm-hmm. like, using Roman cancels, and, like, there's a lot of, def- like, advanced stuff in the mission tutorials, but there's no sample combos. I mean, you know, they do basic stuff like comboing from a normal into a special, or, or well, yeah, or, or chaining a normal into a command normal. But you're right, the, 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 you know, there's nothing like that. Like there wasn't. There's no like character specific. Like in Rev Two, you could pick a character and go through like however many combos that range in difficulty from you know beginner to advanced. Yeah. Um, but that's just missing in Strive. So you have to you know go on YouTube and or uh, Dust Loop, yeah. and learn your combos that way, or you know figure them out yourself, because the game does allow for a certain amount of freestyle, mm-hmm. uh, which is a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I, 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 I'm having so much fun with it. And I, I want to give like a minor shout-out to Arc System Works. So, like, personal anecdote, I bought this laptop brand new about five years ago. Um, 2016, same year that Street Fighter V came out. Now, you would think that but since Street Fighter V was built for the PC with this level of tech in mind, that'd be able to run the game fine, right? 
It does not run the game fine. It ran at best. It ran pretty all right when it was plugged in, uh, barely at all when it was not plugged in. And now that the text, you know, it's gotten older, it just throws a temper tantrum every time I even try to boot up the game. And uh, you know, the day before Strive came out, I was like, eh, "Do I want to buy it?" And it, it's a brand new AAA game, very visually intensive. I don't know if my laptop can handle it. Uh, all right, I can just get a Steam refund if it can't run it. Runs fine. I yeah, don't get it. It runs fine. Um. I, I know my experience is not universal. I know other PC players have had problems with crashing or with it becoming really blurry all of a sudden for no reason. But yeah, runs fine. I don't get it. I got the game on PS4, um, so I can't speak to how good it feels on PC, but mm-hmm. just from from your anecdote alone, I'm, I'm, I can tell the Arc System works put time into optimizing the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also personally not a fan of the Unreal Engine, so I feel like the Unreal Engine has... The Unreal Engine seems like it does a lot of bad things for fighting games, but that's a completely different conversation to have yeah. um, that I won't dive into right now. But it run the Guilty Gear Strive. It runs great. It feels fun to play. Um, it does a lot to teach you the game and like so that beginners <coughs> can jump in having not played a Guilty Gear game before mm. and figure things out. Yeah. Um, I do wish my my second gripe with the game is that there's no frame data in the game. Which is not unique to Guilty Gear Strive, but that doesn't make it an excusable issue. Correct. <coughs> um, like, the data already exists. We, we, I know we've had this conversation before. The data already exists. Just, just give it to us. Let us see it, please. Right. Um, and I would have even been okay if we didn't get, like, a live training mode frame data display similar to the DLC one for Tekken. Yeah. Or, like, the one that Street Fighter V has. Or Skullgirls. Or Skullgirls. I would have been okay if it was, like, Mortal Kombat style, where when you scroll past the move on the move list, it tells you the frame data. That's great. Because the move list already has videos showing you what the move looks like. And a brief description of what the move what can the be move used does. For. It tells you moves that are invincible. It tells you, you know, moves that put you in airborne state to go over lows. It tells you what which ones can be used to anti-air. Right. It tells you all of that stuff, but it doesn't tell you the startup <laughs> and yeah. recovery yeah, frames. Yeah, the startup and active recovery frames. I just, I don't get it. Um, but yeah, you know, like you said, that is a fairly, relatively minor. Yeah, because I mean, Dustloop is a thing. Luckily, the the community for Guilty Gear is really, really helpful. Yeah. And, you know, you can go on Dustloop and look up your character's frame data just fine. Mm -hmm. And learn it that way. You know, the old school way. But we need to be stepping towards having the information available in-game. Um, and, you know, another, you know... Minor shout out to Arc System Works. Congratulations! I think they said a few days ago that that, that they've it, it, we're like a week in. They've already sold like three hundred thousand units of the game worldwide. Something like that, yeah, yeah. And like when the ga- the, the day they came out, the game came out on Steam. Um, they had thirteen point one thousand players simultaneously. That's ridiculous for a fighting game. That is approximately the same as the all time peaks for Street Fighter Five and Tekken Seven combined. Wow. And I can guarantee you that that number will be a fraction of what it was if the netcode was the same as in Plus R and... Actually, not Plus R, sorry. Plus R is good now. Rev 2 um, and Dragon Ball Fighters. Yeah. Um, so good, man. Everything that people have told you about Strive's netcode, about how good it is, is true. Um, I think I've been playing the game every day since it came out for at least, you know, three hours or so. Yeah. 
and I might have had two games with noticeable lag. Yeah, uh, I've had a couple games where like like the whole like the whole game has slowed down, which may yeah. just be a PC problem. Maybe it's just a problem specific to my PC. But I, I, again, I've had like two of those, and every other match I've had has been fine. No, I've I've had the same the the matches that I had that I had that were bad were like that. Oh, the whole okay. game was slowed yeah. down and slideshow ish. So it's not just me. So yeah. it's not just you, and it's on PS4. Mm. So that's definitely how the netcode handles absolutely abysmal connections. But every other match, but every other match beautiful. has been absolutely flawless. And and like I I I would love nothing more. All right, so so Japanese devs, if you're watching, you're not. Uh, but if you are, <laughs> thank you. If you're watching, um, like if your netcode is good, more people are going to buy your game. More people are going to play your game. More people are going to talk about your game online because I've seen so many goddamn memes related to this game mm-hmm. just within the past week. Um. Which is all free advertising, which means more people buy your game, and people will talk about your game on podcasts. This is this is capitalism one hundred and one, and even me, a person who does not like capitalism, understands this. Make your it's, games good to play, and more people will buy them. It's it really is that simple, yeah. right? Because I've always been on the camp of character cell fighting games. Yeah, um, and I still believe that. But the thing I find interesting about Guilty Gear Strive is that all of the characters are, like, incredibly niche. They are. Right? Like, every character appeals to a very specific type of taste. And and, and lore-wise, they all have, like, pages and pages and pages yeah. of incredibly dense and complex lore. Right. Guilty Gear Strive lore is nuts. So, for me, and even the first, the first time I learned about Guilty Gear, back in, like, the... Before XR Revelator, like, back in XR's Sign was oh, the wow. first time I heard about Guilty Gear. Um... I didn't like the game because I couldn't find a character to connect with. Yeah. And, you know, I hear a lot of people say the same thing. Like, you know, I can't find a character that I really enjoy. But even with that being a recurring theme across Guilty Gear, this game has more players than, you know, two of the biggest fighting games ever combined. And that's just on Steam alone. Mm -hmm. I I can't imagine what the figures on PS4 look like, even right now, a week later. Right. So... And it's just because the game feels good to play online. Like, yeah. I can go online and play with my friends. <laughs> and that's that's all we want, <laughs> that's man. That's all we want. That's all we want. Um, so, yeah, do that. Make your games good with good netcode. Um, and people will play them. I mean, I know that, especially for, like, 3D fighters, mm-hmm. like... Um, the devs of... Well, actually, Harada was talking about it. But also the devs of Virtua Fighter... Um, with the new Ultimate Showdown release, right. we're talking about that there were unique difficulties involved with using GGPO rollback netcode in a 3D environment. Yeah, that's what I've heard too. That um, the 3D games are the hardest to implement rollback. Yeah, which makes sense. But it's a problem that's worth fixing. It is. <laughs> um, if you can make your netcode good, you need to do it. And, and it's also it's also a problem that's going to have to be fixed at some it point. It must be. Because like Guilty Gear Strive is a big release from a prominent Japanese developer. Rollback's not going to go away. It's going to become more and more common in games as it should. It's and going to become demanded. I mean, it's already demanded. It's already demanded. And and if if your big AAA uh, release doesn't have rollback netcode, it's going to get left behind. Which, which 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 sucks because there are a lot of great games that have bad netcode that get left behind. I feel so bad for the Grand Blue Fantasy Versus community right now. Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, Samurai Showdown. Oh my god, don't get me started. Like it, it, it released on Steam. I don't know. I, I don't remember what the sales figures were. It's bad. It's bad. 
<laughs> because it, it, like I think we talked about this already. I could rant about this forever. Like because it was like two years after the Epic Store release and the Stadia yeah. release. The Stadia. Yeah, because we all want to play fighting games on Stadia. And and the netcode sucks. You can't you can't play with people. It's like if you can't make it, and I can say it until I'm blue in the face. But if you can't make your games playable online, people aren't going to play them. You need to make it feel good to play. And Strive has achieved that perfectly. Excellently. At least better than any fighting game I've ever played. Yeah. Um, well, I wouldn't say better than any other fighting game. Because, you know, it's technology that Skullgirls has been using forever. Killer Instinct has been using forever. Mortal Kombat has been using since, what, 9? I think had re- like good netcode. Or at least MKX. Yeah. So, like, this is a problem that's been fixed before. We just need it to be more widespread. <laughs> and, and you know, um, good netcode is good. Great, even, I would say. Um, but, you know, it, it, it doesn't mean a whole lot if the game isn't fun to play. And I, I, I just need Drive Zone to play. I'm looking for something to plug it into. Oh, uh, there should be a strip over there. Um, like, I, you know, like I said, I know that there are a lot of longtime Guilty Gear fans that are really not satisfied with the gameplay. And that's understandable. Like, pretty much every returning character lost at least one special move. That sucks. Oh, man. The fact that Axel lost Sparrowhawk stance between Rev 2... Because Sparrowhawk stance was the reason I was interested in Axel. And he doesn't have it in Strive, and it makes me really sad. And Soul not having Dragon install. Soul not having Dragon install. Kai not having Greed Sever. Kai, Kai could use it. I can use it, um, but anyway, like I get it. If, if you're unsatisfied with Strive's gameplay, I totally get it. Um, yeah. But as as someone who is, you know, very inexperienced with Guilty Gear, I, the game's just fun, man. It's just fun and it's addicting. It, it really is. So um, there's a video by Maximilian where he references a tweet thread by Dan Fornacy of Rivals of Ether fame, top ten anime crossovers, um, <laughs> where where you know Dan said that the best way to... Well, he, he said two things. One, um, it doesn't matter how simplified your fighting game is, um, the professional players who've been playing for years are going to destroy newcomers every single time. They will. Um, and, and they have. And they have. <laughs> um, but which seems obvious when, when you think about it, but you know, all, you know, apparently a lot of developers don't realize this. And the second thing he said um, was, and he, and he definitely implemented this in Rivals, is that the best way to make your game friendly to beginners and newcomers is just make the game's mechanics fun and interesting to engage with and make sure that that each new thing they learn is even more fun oh yeah um and i think that's definitely the case with with with, with guilty gear strive like when i did the missions on roman cancels like because they've expanded the system so much since rev 2 and i was like wait a minute you're telling me that at any time if i have at least half meter I can hit three buttons to Zawardo and then do whatever the hell I want. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Isn't it? Like, the Roman cancel system is, like, I could gush about that system forever. It is, like, the coolest fighting game mechanic ever. Because it's literally just press button to make situation better. Yeah, and it also it adds depth. It does, because, so much. Because different players, even if they, they play the same character and are, and are at a similar skill level, are going to use uh, the meter for different things, for different kinds of roaming cancels. And one thing that I really, really appreciate about... I believe all Guilty Gear is like this, but Strive in particular, because I know for a fact, your meter resets every round. Yes. So you don't have to stress about holding on to your meter for the next round. Yeah, if you, if you got it, use it. Yeah, so if you if you have the meter, 
you can spend it to do the thing. I can plug it in over here. Sure. Because <laughs> it's wedged in between the two uh, couch things. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Um, but yes, I... Uh, yeah, it's it, it just one of those games... It's just so, so fun. Um, I'm, I'm speaking nonsense right now. Um, and one thing I like about just Guilty Gear in general, not just Strive, is due to how the tension gauge works. Like, it gives you... Like, it, it's na it's named appropriately. It, it gives you meter for things that increase tension. Like, if you attack your opponent, if you run towards your opponent, if you get a wall break, that all increases, like, the, like the physical sensation of tension, so you get meter for it. So, like, if you want to camp, like, you need to do something while you're camping. You need to approach sometimes, you need to throw a projectile sometimes. So, like, if, if you like really fast, like, really fast-paced, like, you know, rush-down gameplay, um, check out Strive. And I say really fast-paced because everything does so much damage in this game. Oh, my God. Potemkin hits you three times and you're dead. Like, I, I would not be surprised if, um, uh, when, you know, when, when the tournaments get more in, you know, get, get in full swing, that if they, you know, do what Skullgirls does and have sets be best three out of five... People have been talking about it. Um, a lot of like high-level Guilty Gear players have been talking about running Strive as a three out of five game. Yeah, I, I, I definitely support that. Uh, yeah, from my experience, excuse me, from my experiences too, I would definitely be down for that because games end so fast, mm. especially if you play a low health character like Chip or Milia. Yeah, seriously. Because like if you get pop bustered and your chip, you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if if you get command grabbed as Chip against Potemkin, and that Potemkin has meter, you just die. Like, the round yeah. is over. <laughs> and, and, and even if, you know, not Potemkin or Goryuki, like, if you play someone who has optimized their combos and has enough meter for at least one Roman cancel, you're losing half health. Yeah, you are going to eat it. <laughs> yeah, so I, 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 I definitely support the three out of five sets for this game. Yeah, I'm, I'm into it. Mm. And it's also just more games, right? Like, yeah, more games. <laughs> more more games, more fun. Yeah, and you know, even if you screw up one round, everyone loses their meter the next round. So, all right, yeah. let's try this again. Try it again. Um, so I could sit here and gush about Guilty Gear Strive yes. all day. Um, but the the thing that I really want to talk about that really blew my lid at E3 was Super Smash Brothers announcing Kazuya freaking Mishima. <laughs> this is a rare instance where. A Smash character gets announced, and you probably have more to say about the character than I do. <laughs> I, like the experienced Smash yeah, player, has I, less to say about it than... I am not a Smash player, but what I am is a Tekken player. <laughs> and from what I could see in the trailer, they were... And I mean, just from knowing how Smash handles other fighting game characters, mm -hmm. I know that they're going to be very true to Kazuya's Tekken... Yeah. Style, yeah. Um, because um, um, I, I I saw someone. I wish I for, I wish I could remember who pointed pointed this out on Twitter. Like, if you look at the animations for like Ryu and Ken and Terry, you know, it's it's obvious that the dev team like recreated all the classic animations within Smash mm -hmm. Ultimate's engine. But with Kazuya, it literally just looks like Sakurai just plucked him out of Tekken Seven and dropped him into Smash Ultimate. Oh yeah, nuts. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, it it doesn't hurt that Bandai Namco assists with the creation of Smash Ultimate. Yeah. So. Um, that's definitely, you know, something in their, in their ballpark. And, mm -hmm. you know, with that fact in mind, I don't know why a Tekken character in Smash surprises me so much. Yeah, for real. Because, like, by now we're used to seeing fighting game, like, traditional fighters in, in Smash. Smash yeah. Like, we've gotten Ryu, Ken, Terry, 
you know, we, we've seen it now. We've had a Heihachi Mii costume for a while, too. Yeah. And, and uh, Virtual Fighter costumes. And Virtual Fighter assist trophies. Yes, you're right. I forgot about that. Um, Akira is an assist trophy. And so is Guile. And so is Guile. He, he, <laughs> he holds down back until you approach him. Yes. Um, um, I love that. But <laughs> <laughs> um, seeing Kazuya in Tekken... I mean, from Tekken in Smash Bros. just completely shocked me. And I don't really know why. Maybe it's because I didn't think that if they picked a Tekken character, it would be Kazuya. I would have thought it would be like Heihachi or Jin. Yeah. But, uh, you know, when I... The trailer started and I saw, like, unconscious Ocarina of Time Ganondorf being carried towards a river of lava. I thought, holy crap, A. Mishima is getting at yeah. it. Just mad oh, yeah. What the hell? That trailer was fantastic. Was so good. <laughs> He's throwing all of the Nintendo characters <laughs> into a volcano. <laughs> and then he tries to throw Min Min off and one of her arms gets caught in his foot. Yeah. So he just kind of moves and kicks it in. <laughs> that was... It's so good. It was so good. Um... I know a lot of my Tekken player friends are so excited. Um, I don't have a huge amount of friends that play Smash, so I don't really know how Smashers are feeling, yeah. other than you. Um, poof. I, 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 I got things to say, but continue. <laughs> um, but Tekken players are so excited to see Kazuya in Smash, just because we know that we're going to be able to do Tekken stuff. Yeah. Um, like, they showed off, you know, his wave dash, which goes through projectiles. Um, which, it doesn't even do that in Tekken, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> if if Akuma throws a Hadouken at Kazuya and he wave dashes, he will just get hit. It doesn't go through it like it does in Smash. Yeah. Um, you know, they showed off, like, his 10-hit combo, which I'm really interested about how that's yeah. going to be implemented. Um, they, they showed a Wind God Fist. They did not show an Electric Wind Electric God Fist. Electric Wind God Fist. So, that move... So, for those of you who don't play Tekken, mm-hmm. the Electric Wind God Fist is a... It's a signature move. It's an iconic attack, almost on the level of a Shoryuken. And all the Mishimas have it, right? All of the Mishimas have it, right. yes. Including Jin, who does not technically have a Mishima playstyle. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has his own version of the Electric Wind God Fist. And... To do this move... You have to input what is essentially a Shoryuken motion, but not quite. Mm. Um, It's a forward, neutral, down, down, forward, and then right punch. But you need to return your stick to neutral after the forward input. Yes, that is the distinct key difference between an EWGF and a traditional Shoryuken. And, and, And for the down, forward motion, don't that and the punch have to be on the exact same frame? To get the electric version, yes. So, and the difference being, so there's a just frame there, mm-hmm. um, where that final down, as you said, that final down forward input and the punch button have to land on the exact same frame. It's a just frame input. And if you successfully hit that just frame, you get a buffed version of the move that's plus on block, has a ton of pushback, and does more damage. Yeah. Um, if you miss the just frame and get the regular wind god fist, um, it's punishable on block, and has no pushback and it's still it's still a launcher on hit but it does less damage yeah um it also technically comes out a frame slower because you're hitting the button a frame late um but yeah so i really am interested to see if they're going to take that step in Smash and implement just frame inputs. I, I, I genuinely hope that Sakurai adds the Electric Wind Godfist input and changes nothing. No I hope shortcut. so, too. 
You, you, you gotta do it. It's gotta be frame perfect. Um, if you es- want it. Especially since they, they put Kazuya's wave dash in the game, mm-hmm. and that move does come out of his wave dash. Right. Because the, the input, forward, neutral, down, down, forward, that's the input for his wave dash. Right. And the wave dash acts as a sort of stance, mm-hmm. which Kazuya then has moves out of. Mm-hmm. So he can do the Electric Wind God Fist, which is a high. Um, he can do Hell Sweep, which is a low. And then he has some other moves that he can go to, like the Omen Thunder God Fist, which looks more like a traditional Shoryuken. Yeah. Um, like the, the, They showcase a lot of his moves. And, and normally, like when, when they show, showcase a character's moves before they're added to the game... Like if, if you're well-versed enough in Smash, you can pretty easily tell, like, oh, that's down tilt, that's dash attack, yeah. that's back air. That's I couldn't figure beat. it out. I have no idea what, 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 what his moveset's going to be. They also added a bunch of, like, his devil form stuff. Yeah! So, like, he has his devil form in Tekken, but it doesn't get used a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, because in Tekken, you have to sacrifice your rage to use it. So, so then you don't get access to your rage drive, your rage art, or the damage buff that comes with being in rage. But then there's Devil Jin, who's its own thing. Devil Jin is his own character. Yeah, yeah. that's a, you pick Devil Jin on the character select screen. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of rage, uh, I, I think he's going to have a rage mechanic too. He must. So my my prediction is that he's going to have a meter. I think he's going to be kind of like Terry, where but when like, he's above a certain percent, yeah, he'll have access to his devil form stuff. Mm-hmm. Because that's how he works in Tekken, is when yeah, he takes a certain sense. amount of damage, he enters Rage, mm-hmm. and then he can become Devil Kazuya if he wants to. So he's going to have Rage in a game that also has its own Rage mechanic. Yeah. Um, that's my prediction. I mean, obviously, I'm not a Nintendo insider, so my uncle does not work at Nintendo. <laughs> so I don't know exactly what they're going to do until we see the, the in-depth showcase on June 28th. June 28th, 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Uh, Eastern. Um... And we're also going to get some me costumes. Uh, I'm just going to make some predictions right now. Um, as both a longtime Smasher and and someone who plays the Mies, um, Bandai Namco, right? So yeah. I think we're going to get two more Tekken costumes. If I can make a hard read, it would be Nina Williams and King. Uh, we're two more Tekken costumes, a Klonoa costume, and I'm willing to put down money that we are going to get a Lloyd Irvin costume. Because we had a Lloyd Irvin costume in Smash 4, and it is one of the few costumes that has not returned yet for Smash Ultimate. Hmm, that's interesting. I mean, I would like to see Lloyd as a character, mm-hmm. but a me costume is good, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tales of Symphonia was one of the few Tales games that I've actually played a little I, bit. I own it. I should play it. Yeah. My backlog it's, isn't huge. It's a good one. Yeah. Um, but yes, Gazu's at, at, at the Tekken, and... I'm just so excited. So, I... I have to be honest. Okay. I would be lying if I said I didn't enjoy the discourse that comes with adding a traditional fighting game character into Smash. All right. <laughs> okay, so I, I have things to say. First of all, literally every time a new character is about to be announced, I see people pop up on my Twitter timeline like trying to predict who it is, like, oh, I know it's going to be Master Chief. I know it's going to be Rayman. I know it's going to be G. No, you don't. <laughs> you, you don't know. You That's, don't know. Have you, have you learned nothing by this point? <laughs> Seriously. Who knew that Sephiroth was going to be in the game? Who knew that Joker was going to be in the game? Have you learned nothing? <laughs> Sakurai does what he wants, or Nintendo does what they want, because I think at least Fighters Pass 1 plus Steve were decided by Nintendo. But I just... You don't know anything. It just... Roll with it. You be- believe me, you'll be happier for it. I, st- I stopped trying to predict literally years ago, and I'm just having fun. I'm along for the ride. Um, and and it's, it's not like 
if you don't get a character you like, it's not like there aren't 80 other characters in the game for you to go play. Oh my god. Alright. Okay. <laughs> so are, are people going, like... Because you're right, there is a lot of discourse over this character, and a lot of casual Smashers have no idea who Kazuya is. Like, and I, on one level, I get it, right? Like, if you are if you are within the Nintendo bubble, if you don't play a whole lot, a lot of other fighting games, if any other than Smash, it's totally normal for you not to know who Kazuya is. But it, it doesn't change the fact that Tekken is one of the most influential game series out there, especially among fighting games. I think Tekken Three is hailed as one of the greatest fighting games ever made. Wasn't he the main character in Tekken 3? So, actually, Kazuya was not in Tekken 3. Oh, yeah. Interesting. So, Kazuya was the protagonist of Tekken's 1 and 2. Right. With Heihachi being the primary villain. Mm -hmm. The antagonist, if you will. And then wasn't Jin the main character of Tekken 3? Jin, who is Kazuya's son, was the protagonist of Tekken 3. Kazuya was supposed to be dead. Okay. But still, Tekken... Like it's Tekken, and and right. it's a Bandai Namco franchise. We haven't had a Bandai Namco rep since Pac-Man, which was in Smash Four. This makes sense, but like, I, I can understand like not not being interested in the pick. Like I wasn't that interested in Pyro Mithra. I, I you know I wasn't particularly inter- interested in Byleth. You know whatever, fine. But like, if like if, if you are like clamoring for a Fighters Pass three, or uh, you know, I... Well, there's still one more slot in this pass, right? Yeah, there is still one more slot in this pass. Um, and two, Kazuya is character number 81. <laughs> if you include Echo Fighters, he is character number 88. Wow! Assuming that Challenger Pack 11, uh, is not a, um, you know, transforming character like Pirate and Mithra or Pokemon Trainer... This game's going to have 89 goddamn characters when it's done. If you're looking at this big roster of 89 goddamn characters and you are somehow not satisfied with that, maybe you just don't like the game. <laughs> and that's okay. And that's so okay. That's I, totally fine. You want to know the reason why you've, why you've been disappointed with Smash Picks lately? It's because Nintendo's running out of characters. <laughs> they've already added like like the big, mind-blowing picks. Like, they've already added Ridley, they've already added K. Rule. he's not a Nintendo character anymore, but they've already added Banjo and Kazooie. They added Sephiroth. They added Sephiroth. Like, 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 I'm spoiled, right? Like, from a personal standpoint, I already have Mega Man, Banjo, Cloud, and Sephiroth. I'm good. Everything else is icing on the cake for me. And as a casual Smash fan, like me, I also like Fire Emblem, so I'm spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I'm a Fire Emblem fan, so like, I could I have dealer's choice on what character I want to play, yeah. assuming that and you know I'm also a, a fan of traditional fighting games, so I I now have three character four characters, four characters yeah excuse me three if you don't want to include Ken because he's an Echo Fighter but he plays differently enough from Ryu though. right yeah. so I have four characters that I can choose from that f- you know for me um, if you're a Nintendo fan so what's interesting to me is that you you use the words Nintendo bubble. It, it, it is and a bubble. It is absolutely it is a, bubble. a bubble. In agreeance to that, I want to make the point that if you live in the Nintendo bubble, you are a Nintendo fan. Mm. If you can't look at these, let's lowball it and call it 70 Nintendo characters in this game and not be happy with any of them, you might want to try a different game. You, maybe you're not that big of a Nintendo fan. Maybe you should get a PS5 <laughs> and try some other games. I don't know. You probably already have Steam, if you're watching this. I don't know. 
I don't know. I don't, um, I don't, I don't want to make too many assumptions. Yeah. I'm happy with Kazuya. We got one more character left. Do I know who it's going to be? No. And neither do you. Let's have fun with it. Let's just see where it goes. Let's I'm excited to play Kazuya. Yeah. Um, I think that it's really going to... I know that... I have faith that the Smash development team is going to be really faithful to the character. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I also play Kazuya in Tekken. He's mm-hmm. one of the characters that I actually use in that game. So I'm going to be able... I know for a fact, just from my experience picking up Ryu, Terry, and Ken, mm-hmm. I know that I'm going to be able to just pick up Smash after not playing it for... I don't think I've touched it in over a year. I know I'm going to be able to pick up Smash, pick Kazuya, and just do stuff that yeah, I know right. will work because I know about him from other games. Um, and I, you don't need to be excited about it, but I am. And I think I, too. Yeah. I think that you, if you really love this game as much as you say it, you do, I don't... That was aggressive. Let me reword that. Yeah. If you are a Smash fan, don't you want more people to be happy playing Smash. Yeah. Like, I know that Kazuya is not a character that interests you, but he's a character that interests me, and he got my whole Tekken group chat talking about picking up Smash or buying Switches Seriously. to play Kazuya in Smash. So, so they would have to drop 300 for a Switch, plus 60 for Smash Ultimate, plus whatever Kazuya costs. Plus whatever Kazuya costs. Plus Nintendo Switch Online if they don't want to go to locals. God, right. God help them. Plus a controller, because you're not playing Smash on Joy-Cons. You're not playing Smash on Joy-Cons. So, and everyone knows that. So, That's I don't how know. big this character is. Just, that's how big this character is. Kazuya is... Tekken is huge. And also, um, if I could be cruel for just one second, uh, Kazuya Mishima has appeared in more Nintendo games than Gino has. Because, <laughs> well, let's not forget, Tekken Tag 2 was, was on the Wii U. Project X-Zone and Project X-Zone 2. And th- th- there had to be other Tekken games on Nintendo platforms, man. Uh, I believe there was one on the 3DS. I think you're right. There, there also was a Tekken on the Game Boy Advance. Oh, there, yeah, th- th- there was a Tekken on the Game Boy Advance. I believe it was like a Tekken Four port or something, or like a Tekken Five port. Yeah. But if you want to call it a port, <laughs> but still, Kazuya Mishima has appeared on Nintendo platforms before. Yeah. Like I said, Tag 2 was on the Wii U. You could dress Kazuya up as Link <laughs> and play volleyball. Okay? <laughs> that was a thing that you could do on the Wii U. Kazuya, All right. Link, volleyball. Uh... So, yeah, because yeah. Tag 2 on the Wii U had Tekken Ball, which was essentially a Tekken volleyball game where you just whack a ball around with your Tekken move list. And I think you actually had to, like, hit your opponent with the ball. So it was actually more like Lethal League than it was, like, volleyball. That's really funny. But, um, but yeah. So, and it had Nintendo customization items that were naturally exclusive to the Wii U version. Naturally. So you could dress Kazuya up like Link and whack a beach ball at people. Yeah. And that was a thing that you could do. And I think Kazuya more than deserves a spot in Smash Bros. Um... Also, like I'm, I'm, I'm going back into rant mode. Um, Smashers, um, please. I, I am one of you, but I'm also a fighting game player. Please stop calling Kazuya a Shoto. Oh my God, he is not a Shoto. We're going there. Okay. I, I just, I, I know what you mean by it, right? Like, like, a, a, a character that originated in a fighting game being brought over to Smash, to Brothers, Smash Brothers that has auto turn and command and you know motion inputs. I know what you mean. 
And I also know that like the term Shoto isn't even accurate to Ryu and Ken because their karate, uh, their martial art is not based on Shotokan karate. Not based on Shotokan. Actually, what's funny is that Mishima style karate actually is based on Shotokan karate. Yeah, <laughs> it's closer than Ryu and Ken style, but still. I think Makoto in Street Fighter also. Makoto, uses, yeah, you know, Makoto Shotokan. is absolutely Shotokan. But you're right, Kazuya is not a Shoto. Um, a Shoto. Is and I'm sure you all know this <laughs> by this point because and, and, and if you don't, hi. If you don't, this is for you. Yeah. A Shoto is a character in a fighting game that has a certain set of tools. A Shoto, by definition, will have a fireball. It doesn't necessarily have to travel full screen. Akuma's does not, mm-hmm. um, except for Shakunetsu Hadouken. But uh, Dan's does not. Oh yeah, Dan's does not, mm-hmm. um, and Sakura's does not. Um, but it is a space-controlling fireball, and by that I mean it's not a laser that travels across the screen instantly, mm. and it's not a, you know, a disjointed hitbox, like a sword or something. Yeah. And it's not it's not usually any kind of arcing or curving pro- pro- trajectory. It's usually a fireball that travels from one side of the screen to the other in a mm. lateral motion. They need a rising attack that is typically an anti-air. Yes, used as a reversal. Just as a Shoryuken, an uppercut, or something to that effect. Um, Terry has Rising Tackle, which is a kick move, but it does the same thing. Yeah. Um, It's an an upward, anti-airing, usually invincible attack. Mm -hmm. And they have some form of... how How do I word what a Tatsu is? In, it's an, an, an approaching move, usually a kick. Yes, that can get around projectiles one way or another. Yeah, usually. that's that's a good that's a good definition. Yeah. So, a tatsumaki, like quarter circle back yeah. kick from Ryu, Ken, Sakura, um, Akatsuki, and if you play Undernight, yeah, Akatsuki, uh, Kai in Guilty Gear is the closest thing to a tatsu. Go closer to a Shoto, sorry. Um, what else? But yes, um, in fighting game parlance, Kazuya is not a Shoto. Kazuya yes. is a Mishima. He is. Which is a, its whole... It, it's a different archetype. Mishima is his name, but it is also used to describe the archetype of character that Kazuya is. Because yes. himself, Heihachi Mishima, and Devil Jin fall under that definition of yes. a Mishima. And that's just in Tekken 7. Tag 2 had Angel... And I think Jimpachi was also considered a Mishima. Mm. But, so, Mishima is its own archetype. Kazuya is not a Shoto. Um, I, personally, I know that the Smash community has its own language. We do, yes. Um, so, I'm not entirely bothered by... So, so, so let me put it this way. I'm not going to yell at you on Twitter if you call Kazuya a Shoto just to refer to him as a fighting game character in Smash. Yeah. I might cringe a little because it's not accurate to my understanding of the mm-hmm. term. But, like, I don't know. I guess it just doesn't affect me because I don't play Smash. Yeah. So it doesn't really... But if you're coming over and playing Tekken, don't call Kazuya don't, a Shoto. No, no, don't call <laughs> Kazuya a Shoto. Don't do that. It's not true. It's not accurate. It's not right. I, I, I know language exists for the, the primary purpose of communication, and I, I, I get what you're trying to communicate by calling him a Shoto. Um, I think that's wrong. 
I would like you to stop doing it, please. Um, <laughs> I mean, it would probably be better to stop. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, language is descriptive, not prescriptive, and you are describing the characters in Smash that originate from fighting games that have um, motion inputs and auto-turn. I get what you're saying. I don't like it, but I get it. Please stop. <laughs> um, so, sp- speaking of news and also characters, uh, King of Fighters um, did Jury better than Street Fighter did, and oh, yeah. it made me very upset. Uh, Luong, Luong new character. is announced for King of Fighters 15. Uh, she originated in 14, and I did play her a little bit in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is very much just a not Jerry. <laughs> it's, um, you I, can w- see the inspirations very clearly, clear uh, as day. Um, very lewd and very kicks. Yes, that's. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm just remembering like the, the downgrade we had just just from juries. Um, like what was her Ultra Combo Two? It was her Ultra Two because Ultra Ultra One in Street Fighter Four was Feng Shui Engine, as we know her V Trigger One. Right, like from Ultra Two to her Critical Art in Street Fighter Five, like just severe this, 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 downgrade. This this incredible cinematic thing that shows so much of her character just to just slice. <laughs> like, why does she have a projectile super? Why? And I just and and Lu, Luong plays and just kind of acts presents and, I pre- guess pre- presents yeah that's a good way to put it how I wish Jury did and I'm I love Jury I love Jury too I mean I had to drop her because she was making me hate Street Fighter Five same but so I ended up picking a different character but I love Jury's design so much um, but I like Luong too because I feel like Luong just carries it better yeah. I guess. So I'm excited to play her in 15, because um, I did play her a bit in 14, um, but there was just ended up being more characters that I liked more, but mm. I'll probably use her in 15. I'm looking to put her on a team with, like, Leona, and then, like, maybe King, or... I mean, if Rock Howard gets announced, then he's on my team no matter what, but I'm still mm. waiting on that. Um, I have no idea what team in King of Fighters going to be. I, I have not played enough King of Fighters to... Um, really be able to come up with a team um but i i, I will say you know snk shout out to you um you have shattered an expectation <laughs> um that you know like snk is not going to make jury better than capcom and here you are here they, they did here they did that's not what i expected i have been shattered so Over. my my understanding of luong like the types of tools that she has mm-hmm. is she has three like levels of kicks she has like a sort of like a snap kick Mm-hmm. That functions as like I don't know if it's disjointed, but it kind of feels like a disjointed hitbox. Mm-hmm. Um, but she has like a high one, a mid one, and a low one, and like the high one you can use to anti air and stuff. But it also looks like now the high one it it happens in the trailer, but like the high kick has almost like a command grab property to it, to where it like snatches them out of the air and then yeah. brings them closer to you. That's cool, uh, which is really cool. Um, some of her ex moves look super cool. Um, that, like, transition into almost sort of, like, attack throw cinematics, where if, like, I hit you with this, then something else automatically happens. Mm. Um, but, yeah, she's just a super cool-looking character that looks like... And she has a DP, um, which Luong is not a Shoto. (laughs) 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 I know we're not talking to Smashers anymore, Uh. but... Smashers who also play KOF, we are talking to you. <laughs> yeah. Although if you play KOF, 
you probably don't disagree with us. Hopefully, yeah. maybe. Hopefully, I don't, know. I don't care. Uh, if you if you want a Shoto in KOF, you play Robert. Play Robert. Robert is a Shoto, and I uh, arguably Terry. Kind of. Yeah. Sort of. Burn knuckle. Burn knuckle. I don't know if burn knuckle goes through projectiles, but it is a you know an advancing lateral attack. So yeah. I guess. Um. He also has a ground fireball though, which makes him weird. That adds true. But yeah, so Luang looks super cool. I'm excited to play her. I know, I don't know like a whole lot about you know her mechanics. Like I said, I'm not an experienced King of Fighters player. Um, but I'm excited to to learn and use her. So we'll see yeah. how fun she is when when KOF 15 comes out. Yeah. Um, moving on to updates. Um, a big old update. No, not a huge update. Significant update. Uh for Skullgirls. Skullgirls uh, update dropped. Um, Annie's legit. She is out of beta. Woo! They have temporarily um, retired the beta version of the game. Annie and the character changes uh, are added to the base game. So um, I, 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 this presumably means that she will be legal to use in all tournaments. And she is in the retail version of the game, right? Um, on, on on Steam at the very least. On I, Steam, I, I yeah. They said PS4 is going to come later. Um, and they are planning on working on Switch, um, but I, they don't have a time frame for that yet. Um they added, you know, the tutorial for Annie, uh, combo trials for Annie, and they also updated the tutorials uh, for Eliza, Robofortune, and Beowulf um, for their new mechanics, some of which I actually didn't even know about. <laughs> um, you know, it shows how good of a Skullgirls player I am. Um, but, um, you know, Annie and all of her content, like her music and her stage, they're all in the base game. Um, so go play Skullgirls. They also had a, a, a news feed. Like all the cool fighting games are doing now, like Guilty Gear Strive and Rivals of Ether, both of which are very cool games, and so is Skullgirls Newsfeed. Um, Newsfeed, that's that's really interesting. So you can see what's going on, like with tournaments and stuff. Yeah. So you can see what new content they're um, rolling out. Ah. Uh, uh. <laughs> see, Skull Skullgirls can make that joke because you know they had rollback Neko before it was cool. They did. Like I'm I'm not even being facetious. Like they really did. Rolling back netcode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you play Skullgirls, you'll get that. Yeah. If you don't play Skullgirls, you won't get that. So go play Skullgirls. Yes, and play Annie because that's where and that play is. Annie because that's where that joke comes from. You can play her in the base game. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, some bug fixes, some uh, some miscellaneous fixes, but uh, yeah. Um, the, the, every now and then, uh, the Skullgirls. Uh, devs, uh, the uh, a lot of the animators do live streams of them working on Umbrella um, because she's nowhere near, near completed. Oh but yeah, I've seen those on Twitter. Like you can watch the animators draw frames and stuff. Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah, so tune into those. Um, I, th I think it's really cool to uh, see how each character is made because like the the level of detail. I mean, we, we've talked about it before, but the level of detail is so good. It's also why the price for the season one passes as high as it is. So every... We've said it before, I'll say it again. Every single frame in Skullgirls is hand-drawn. All of them. Mm -hmm. Every animation, every attack, every stage, every dash or jump or hit stun or... All of it is all drawn by hand by yeah. the developers. And that's why this game is so gorgeous mm -hmm. and so expressive... It's also why the season pass has to be as, as as pricey as it is. Yeah, because like all of these animations take a lot of time. Yeah, they do. So but it's worth it. Make sure you keep that in mind mm -hmm. when you're 
mulling over whether or not to purchase the game. I remember, I remember seeing one tweet a few months ago. It, 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 I'm par- paraphrasing. It was like, um, what, what, welcome to Skullgirls. We have a completely faithful recreation of the Mona Lisa. You will see it for exactly two frames. <laughs> exactly two frames. Yeah. It's true. But you can pause Skullgirls at any point, at any frame, and it will look fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah, Skullgirls. Play it. Good. Play Skullgirls. That's the that's the <laughs> that's the takeaway. That's the takeaway from this episode and every episode. Please play Skullgirls. I'll play Skullgirls. Um, ideally with me, because um, I need to get better at the game. Um, and if you want to play Skullgirls with him or with me, perhaps you can join our Discord. Yes, and, we do have a Discord. And set up games with us and with other people who enjoy the show. That way, uh, I will include an invite link to the community Discord in the description of this video. You will be able to find it there. Oh, um, I'm going to hop back to the Kazuya thing for a little bit. One really interesting detail I noticed in his character trailer, um, I think he's going to have unique announcer lines. Really? Yeah, because they because they show one of his victory poses, which was super faithful to the one in Tekken 7, by the way, which is really cool. Um, but like the voice clip, instead of Xander Mobus going, Kazuya wins! It was the Tekken 7 announcer going, Kazuya Mishima wins. That... So, is really cool. That's really cool. I like that a yeah. lot. Although, to be fair, I'm not a <laughs> Tekken Seven's announcer isn't my favorite one. Yeah. Um, but it's it's really awesome as uh, a you know a reference to the game, mm-hmm. and it's really cool that they're being so faithful to the to Kazuya's you know homeland. I guess. Yeah. Um, they, they also did similar things for Cloud and Sephiroth and Joker, yeah. and it's, it's so cool. I love when they do that. It is cool. Yeah. If only they could have made it the Tekken 4 announcer. I uh, do not know what the Tekken I 4 announcer sounds I like. I would have loved that more. I, I'll talk to you about Tekken 4 yeah. after we're done, because that's my favorite Tekken game. <laughs> and yes, I see you out there judging me. <laughs> I see you judging me for liking Tekken 4. I'm lame. I got into the series with Tekken 7. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm one of those. <laughs> I love Tekken 4, okay, and I'm not afraid to admit it. Um, but yeah, as for that... Um, you know... Oh, do you want to rant about Capcom for a bit? Oh, we should rant about Capcom. So, like, E3 was this past week, and, like... Yeah, we got ten minutes to rant about Capcom. I, I, I don't think it, it, it's an exaggeration to say that I, th- I think Nintendo saved E3 this year. I, I mean, I, I... Not that it needed saving. You know what? I, I don't, I, I, I don't want to, like attribute like a value to corporate presentations who cares if it sucked right whatever but like i think nintendo knocked it out of the park Um, i think so too i don't think those are conflicting statements um but i just so there was a capcom presentation and i I did not learn until afterwards that they announced like a week beforehand that they were not going to announce anything new with this presentation they're just going to go over previously announced titles see i didn't know that until you just said it two seconds ago a lot of people didn't know that i didn't (laughs) know that i didn't know that and i i I am at work um and i'm and i'm doing my job but with like you know an earbud in my ear trying to listen to the tekken to the tekken sorry capcom presentation like glancing back at my phone like waiting for them to announce something cool and they announced nothing new and I just, and again, they said they wouldn't do it before, before beforehand, but they, they announced, what was it? It was Res, Resident Evil Village info, Monster Hunter Stories 2 info, and the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles info. And then they talked about Capcom Cup. They talked about esports. Yeah. We don't tune into E3 to watch esports. <laughs> At least most of us don't. We I don't. don't. I don't. And I love esports. <laughs> I just, 
I don't know. I, I watch E3 to talk about, to hear about new games and new content. Yeah. So what bothered me, right, is that, like, so it takes away some of the, some of the hurt knowing that they announced beforehand that nothing new was coming. Yeah. Um, so they didn't deceive us. Yeah. Like, I had, <laughs> like, I, I had originally felt straight up lied to. Um, so that takes away some of it. So I'll give them credit for that. But at the same time, Capcom, you have one of the largest fighting games in the world currently running, right? Mm-hmm. You're in the middle of a season pass with two characters that have already been announced that have no release dates. And we have seen minimal gameplay for either of them. And one character that has not been announced. We want to know what it is, Capcom. And so you're at E-freaking-3, the Electronics Entertainment Expo, I believe is what that is. I believe you're correct. And you can't even give us a release date for Oro or Akira Kazama? How, how much... That half-hour spot at E3 m- m- must have cost probably more money than either of us will have seen in, in our entire lives. Yeah. You, you could have saved that money, saved yourself the trouble of making the presentation, and saved all of us half an hour, man. Just make it make a series of tweets. <laughs> that really, that whole presentation could have been a tweet thread. Yeah. And it would have taken up less of my time and made me feel less disappointed. I, I, I know that this is, this is a very first world problems rant. It is. In the grand scheme of things, we're ranting about literally nothing. Right. But, you know, we're a podcast about video games. <laughs> yeah. So, you know. Um, I just feel like, yeah, they told us there was going to be nothing. I didn't get the memo. <laughs> but yeah. they told us there was going to be nothing. But I feel like there still could have been something. Right? Like, you could have announced that character. You could have given us release dates or more. For at least for Oro, because o- o- Oro is probably not too far off, I think. I'm assuming. I would think so. I mean, it's been, what, three months since Rose? Or am I just losing track of time? I don't remember that. Let's find out. Uh, yeah, when did Rose come out? Release date. Um, Rose came out uh, April 19th. April 19th. So about so, three months. Yeah. Yeah. So, come on, Capcom. You, you can give us a release date for Oro. Just a, just a window, like a month. Yeah. We're okay with that. Or a season. <laughs> yeah. Winter 2022. I don't know. Even if, it's, even if it's not winter 22, if it's, like, you know, early spring 2021, that's normal. Like, we're going to expect that. Yeah. So, I feel like Capcom could have given us something, right? They had things... That they could have get like I would I'm not even mad that they didn't announce a new game, because like I, my head would have literally exploded if they announced Marvel Four, or you know Capcom versus SNK Three, yeah, or something like that, right? Like a whole new game to completely just blow everything out of the water, or even something like you know like re-releases of the sequel trilogy for Ace Attorney on modern platform, right? Like that kind of thing, yeah. but I. <laughs> we got nothing. I don't know. And just our, our arc system works where Cap can't. Yes, <laughs> that, that that that's the moral of this episode. <laughs> arc, arc, arc system works where Cap can't. Yes, indeed. You ever wondering yourself? Arc system works. Yes, arc system does indeed works. And play Guilty Gear Strive. Play Guilty Gear Strive and Skullgirls with us. Um, he's on PS4. I'm on PC. 
Uh, I'm going to get my PC copy eventually, mm -hmm. um, just because I want to play with, you know, everybody. Yeah. Um, so, um, talk to us in the Discord. Like I said, I'll drop an invite link to that mm -hmm. below. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter. You can follow the show on Twitter, at ChargeMotion, because that was not taken. Miraculously. Uh, you can follow me at 5 Aximus because Saximus was taken. And you can follow me at XGhoul with a zero, because Ghoul was taken. Um, and until next time, good fight, good night. Kazuya's not a showdown.